Warning! Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems including but not limited to impaired judgment, organ failure, projectile expulsion of Taco Bell, limp dick, distorted recognition of potential sexual partners, and poop. Lots of poop. Please enjoy this podcast responsibly. If you're happy and you know it, Papa Cook. If you're anxious and you know it, take a sip. Hey, 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 Wobbly Winos, and welcome to Why We're Whining, the holiday bender taking you on a wine adventure. I'm Tommy Lucas. And I'm Lucy Zukaitis. And today we're whining about... It's still holiday drinking. Yeah, I, you know, I don't even know. It just is. <laughs> if they don't get it by now, they're not <laughs> going to, you know? <laughs> Speaking of, what day are we on now? This is what, this day, is day 19? day 19. Which means I should have started Christmas shopping, but... Well, I mean, how many gifts do you really have to buy? Pretty many that I don't have. Your presence and your existence in their lives is enough. (laughs) My presence is my present? Yeah. Great. That's what I always say. Okay. (laughs) Well, do you want to know what we're drinking today? I do. It's called uh, Pannonia? Sure. Pannonia. But it is a, a wine from Hungary. Ooh, that's a first, right? I know. We have not had any Hungarian wine before, and I've never had Hungarian wine, so I'm excited to kind of give this a go. Yeah, I can't say that I have either that I know of. So the grapes in it, one of it I'm very familiar with, but it's a blend of two grapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first grape is a Zenit, oh. um, and this is a native Hungarian grape. Ooh, okay. Um, one I have not had before. It is 51% Zenit. And this grape is categorized by being crisp, floral, and fruity. Okay. And then, obviously, Gruner Vettliner is the other one, a very present grape in many sort of wines. And that is 49% here. And uh, that grape is characterized as being bold, spicy, and racy. Ooh. Not necessarily adjectives I would use to categorize Gruner, but that's what the website said. So, I don't know. We were disappointed last time we got to invest it in adjectives, so hopefully the same thing doesn't happen this time. Yeah. Well, well only, only one way to find out. To find out. <laughs> exactly. So this is from uh, Donatul, Hungary, which is kind of near the Austrian border, and okay. uh, they actually share some of their growing practices with Austria. So oh. that makes sense with the Gruner being in there as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Zenit itself is kind of an unheard of grape. It actually didn't come about until the 1950s, which is... Oh, what? Right? Isn't that crazy? It's a crossbreed of two indigenous varietals to Hungary. But Hungary uh, actually has pretty amazing wines, and they've been producing it for thousands of years. But like many of the other countries and stuff that we kind of have run across over the course of our wine adventure... Uh, They had some nasty politics and communism and all Mm. that other fun stuff. And it kind of screwed them over in terms of their wine practices in the last century. Okay, But they're typically known for their sweet wines, which is historically Uh. not something you and I are super into. But we'll see what this has to offer. I don't know. In terms of where they are now with their practices, Mm -hmm. different practices are happening. Some changes are happening and they're kind of putting themselves back on the map. So another region where we're, like, revitalizing. Precisely. Yeah. So wow. um, lots of new production. Costco. Lots of old world, new world styles of winemaking happening. And um, 
This one in particular has some stainless steel aging. So I'm intrigued. We'll say that. I know I've said this before, but I do think it's really cool how this advent calendar is sort of giving an opportunity to some of these lesser known grapes and regions. I agree. I think it's fantastic. Hopefully people are uh, approaching it with the exact same care and finesse that we are. Care and finesse. Those are not... uh... Not words I usually use in association with us, but I got a little adjective happy. Leave me be. (laughs) All right, let's pour this and see what's going on here. Okay. What do you think color-wise? Because I don't want to get made fun of by you. Uh, I can't see. Oh, God, still in that fucking tent. No, I'm sorry. So I would say, again, a very light, pale, pale straw color. Yeah, again, this looks like water in my hole. So, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Nope. Yep. You said it. You can't take it back. Okay. What do you smell on this? My first thing I feel like I'm getting is apple. Yeah. Like a green apple. I agree. It's not very, um, it doesn't have a super strong nose. I get the apple, maybe like a slight bit of lemon, maybe. Yeah, you're right. I do think there's some kind of like hint of citrus action. There's like a little bit of pepper on there too. Yes. On the end. It's not super prevalent, but it's there. Let's, uh, let's taste this, shall we? Let's do it. Hmm. Okay. There's less acid than I want. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of one note. I was going to say, it feels a little flat. Yeah, it's not very dynamic in either on the nose or on the palate. It's like more table wine. Yeah, it's like a white table wine. It's not overly sweet. It's not overly dry. I will say it's I was worried overly... it would be too much on the sweet side. No, so it's not. We don't have that. It just... Doesn't have a lot of anything going on. I feel like it's just no, like... I don't dislike it, but I'm not super excited. Yeah. Um, so serve this one to your guests who come over. Right. And save something else for yourself. Yeah. I, All right. Yeah. I mean... That's fine. I'm going to drink it, but... Oh, yeah. I'm not offended. I will drink. Right. But I'm not getting another bottle. No, probably not. Also, I don't think you can. Details, you Lucy. Know. Details. <laughs> Since this is the first Hungarian wine we've had... Mm. I would like to talk about a Hungarian Christmas tradition. Oh, and what might that be? So we're going to talk about the Luca chair. The what? The Luca chair. Okay, what the hell is that? Okay, so Luca Day, or the Feast of St. Lucy. Oh boy, here mm-hmm. we go. Happens on December 13th. Mm-hmm. And this commemorates St. Lucy, a third century martyr. A little oh. bit about her, because this feels important to me. According to apocryphal texts, Lucy came from a wealthy Sicilian family, mm-hmm. but she spurned marriage and worldly goods, just like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she she vowed to remain a virgin, <laughs> just, oh, just never like mind. me. Yeah. <laughs> so an angry suitor reported her to the local Roman authorities, mm. who sentenced her to be removed to a brothel and forced into prostitution. I guess that was how you handled people then. Um, <clears throat> so the order was thwarted, according to legend, by divine intervention. And they like kept trying to do things. And Lucy was like impervious to all of it. But then eventually her neck was pierced by a sword and she died. But she didn't have to suck a bunch of dicks she didn't want to. So that's good. So December 13th, 
her feast day, but also the winter solstice. I thought that um, was the 21st. It's the 13th. Is it different in different places? I don't think it'd be different by that much. Oh, like shit. maybe a couple days. Oh, no. You're right. We did just talk about this. Yeah, it is the 21st. Everywhere? Look up Hungary. It's still the 21st because... <gasps> this website lied to me. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that website's full of fat fucking whore mouth shit. Okay, well, everything I'm saying is probably a lie then. <laughs> oh, no. I feel paralyzed. How do I move forward now? Just keep reading. Okay. So, December 13th. In Hungary, shortest day, longest night, darkest day of the year. So, naturally, associated with witches and spirits. Also important to note that there are two Lucys acknowledged by the Hungarians. The good one and the bad one. The good one, I must assume, is the Saint Lucy. And then the bad one is me. No. I was going to say, is this the one that you're named after? Well, this one is a witch. So the beliefs here are most commonly connected to the latter, the bad one, the witch. So Luca Calendar marks the 12 days between the Feast of Saint Lucy on December 13th and Christmas. So in this time, there was a lot of practicing of a variety of folk traditions, all sorts of things to ward off evil. But the one that I found most intriguing was the Luca chair. I forgot that that's what we were still talking about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this is a chair made of nine different kinds of wood. And whoever's making it has to start on the 13th. It is to be completed on Christmas Eve. So once the chair is complete... The person who made it would carry it to midnight mass, and that would give them a high enough vantage point to spot any witches in the crowd. I feel like giving you the assignment of having, what, 12 days to make that chair (sighs) would be a very, very daunting task. And I can only imagine the spiraling that would happen as a result of that. I do have a paper bag next to me most of the time, just in case I need to breathe into it. So maybe that would help. (laughs) But yeah, that kind of deadline to make a chair too. Like, I feel like that takes a lot of craftsmanship. Yeah. So I assume whoever is doing this is skilled in that way, in a way that I am not. I would hope so. I don't know if there's punishment if you don't finish. It didn't say anything (laughs) about that. Um, I love that that's where your mind goes, though. That automatically, uh, if you don't finish, there's like, there's a whooping that happens. Like, what are the consequences to missing the deadline? Like, if it was my freshman year high school art project turning it in a year late I had an A assuming I would finish it but like that's not how it always works in real life you know so back to the Luca chair Mm -hmm. only so much work could be done on it each day I guess so that you finish it not too early but on Christmas Eve that's important that you use all of the days allotted to you Okay. Um, so this carries into modern life so people in Hungary will still say things like if someone's taking way too long on something, they'll be like, God, you're going slower than a Luca chair. <laughs> so, like, I'm a total Luca chair. Are they very tall? Because you said they were used to spot witches um, above the crowd. I don't know. Did you look up a picture? No. Oh. The pictures just look like a stool. I suspect it's more symbolic than anything. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that I can grab my Luca chair and finish my mediocre bottle of Penionia... And uh, show up tomorrow and maybe we'll have a better outcome, right? Yeah, as long as you spent the full 12 days working on your chair. No promises. See you tomorrow.
This has been a Tom C. Lukaitis production in association with Double Daddy Studios. Thank you for enjoying this podcast responsibly. La Bafana? Is she oh, coming back? I think it's very similar, yes. Really? No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I lied to you. You and the website. Also, the winter solstice. Sure. I added a T on that. <laughs> Fuck me. This isn't five bottles in. No. no. <laughs> so, an angry suitor reported her to the local Rom. <clears throat> Shit. To the local <laughs> what? The local. That wasn't a real word. Let me try again. Did you just vomit in your mouth a little bit? What happened? I think I need to eat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh St. Lucie ain't helping you through this one, is she?